in a steel gray shirt, brown trousers, and large, sweat-stained hat. He sported a raven black handlebar mustache, and when he looked at you, it was like he was looking all the way through you. The voice was very rough and loud. Everybody out that's getting out will be pulling out in ten minutes. Well, I'll see you two rascals in a month or so, I said. We embraced as if we would never see each other again. All aboard, all those who's getting aboard, shouted the driver. Chapter 3 I climbed inside the coach and placed my haversack on my knees. There was room for six passengers with one bench seat facing forward and one facing the rear. The seats were so crowded our knees kept bumping into one another. There were four other passengers inside, three men and a woman. The men wore suits, and one had what looked to be a doctor's satchel. One of the others looked like a cattle buyer, and the third one looked like a cowboy. The woman was an elderly lady wearing a yellow and blue dress. Her hands firmly clutched a pink reticule, and she had wavy steel-gray hair. She was wearing a bright yellow hat with a feather on top, and every time the coach hit a bump, that feather did a little dance. The cowboy was asleep, and he kept bumping the lady every time the coach hit a bump. The second man was chunky, had a square face and short curly hair. He was dressed in a tan jacket, brown pants, and black boots. He had a bottle in his hand, and he was putting it to his lips constantly. I could smell the liquor from where I was sitting. I could never understand why men wanted to drink that foul-smelling stuff. Back in Angel Falls, I would see men as they staggered out of the saloon. Some would fall down before they even got into the street. Thank God I don't have a desire for that stuff. The man sitting beside me with the satchel said, My name's Lincoln J. Ferguson, the doctor. He was young, probably in his early thirties, wearing wire-rim glasses. He was dressed in a double-breasted blue suit, a swath of dark brown hair with a reddish tint kept falling over his forehead, and he kept brushing it back. As we hit a big bump, the cowboy, who was asleep, bumped into the lady again. The lady asked, May I sit with you, young man? Of course, ma'am. I'd be honored. I answered. She slid next to me. Some people have no manners at all, she said. Yes, ma'am, I answered. Could have sat with me, ma'am, the doctor said. You know very well, young man, there wasn't any room until those men got off at the last stop, she huffed. Yes, ma'am, I'm sorry I offended you in any way, said the doctor. Where might you be traveling to, I asked the doc. Going to a little town called Clearstone, Wyoming. I'm replacing the doctor who's been there for 25 years. He's finally retiring. Sounds as though you have some big shoes to fill, I said, what with him having been there 25 years. Yes, it'll be quite a challenge, he replied. And you, ma'am, may I ask where you're heading? My name is Mildred Lathrop, and I'm going to live with my youngest daughter in Mulberry Springs, Idaho. She's ill and needs my help with my six grandchildren and the housekeeping, she said. Like I said to the doc, it sounds like you have big shoes to fill. And as the doctor answered, it is a challenge. However, I'm a retired school teacher. I started teaching after my husband passed away. After teaching 24 children in a one-room schoolhouse, I do believe I will be up to the task. The man across from us, the one awake, the one with the bottle, said, My name's Tracy Kaplan. I'm on my way to Wyoming to buy cattle. I own the Rock Creek Ranch just outside of Juniper, Texas. This gentleman here is my foreman. His name's Russell Easley. I could see snow-white hair sticking out from beneath the foreman's hat. His bushy beard was also white, and he was wearing dungarees and a white shirt with a string tie and leather vest. He 
looked like a real cowboy, unlike his boss, who had a clean, shaven face with hands so smooth it looked like he hadn't worked a day in his life. I found out later that he was from Illinois. He had bought that ranch two years ago because he'd always wanted to own one. I looked into everyone's face and said, My name's Jedediah Jenkins. I'm on my way to Angry Orchard, Colorado to confront some bad men. What do you mean, confront? asked Mildred. Well, ma'am, sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do, I answered. You mean kill, don't you? asked the doctor. Yes, doctor, if necessary. I said, I will kill them. But you look so young and innocent. You don't look like a killer, exclaimed Mrs. Lathrop. Ma'am, I'll do everything I can to keep from killing anyone. But these men must be stopped. They're terrorizing a whole town, I explained. Mrs. Lathrop said, I can't believe you would kill another human being. Do what's got to be done, ma'am.